This is part two of a two-part podcast. Hi, my name is Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash paulwheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash paulwheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Straw badge, 35 points required. Uh, harvest at least five plants from the sand fresh list, a half point each. Harvest and dry at least three plants from the sand dry list, half a point each. Prepare at least eight dishes from the sand dish list, at least five different species, half a point each. Prepare eight dishes, soup, salad, tea, dessert, entree, side, etc., that feature the things that you foraged for other BBs. Four points. All right. Uh, next thing is, is that you're required to make 20 pounds of seed balls or seed bombs. Um, and then we've got a bunch of information here about, like, the size um and uh, um, and you can either use them immediately or it needs to be quickly dried for storage. Um, you have to quickly dry it before the seeds germinate. Uh, at least six different species in each ball slash bomb. And then there's a list of possible species. And uh, the next required item is save seeds. From six species of wild plants, you need to get at least a half a teaspoon of each. And then it's got a list of possible species. Um, And then finally, there's the Sacagawea list. Must do at least two. Catch, butcher, and preserve at least five pounds of fish or ten pounds of shellfish. Catch, butcher, butcher, and preserve five wild rabbits or squirrels. Catch, butcher, and preserve one large mammal. Um, and I should be reading off the points, I suppose. So for the fish, it's four points. For the rabbit squirrels, it's four points. For the large mammal, it's eight points. Catch, butcher, and preserve five wild game birds, four points. Harvest maple sap and reduce it down to make one gallon of syrup, eight points. Collect five pounds of wild honey without cutting down the tree, four points. I think that one's going to be a tough one, but some people it's not that tough. Uh, gorilla plant, 500 woody perennial food seeds or cuttings, not seed bombs, eight points. Must be at least 12 different species, and then there's a list of the possible species. It'd be great if, if people could, um, uh, make suggestions about how to add to these lists 
And, uh, well, first of all, you know, read all of the lists. It's a, it's a significant list. And, that, and that's, that's it. It reminds that's me of something back on, on sand. I guess some help we could get from folks is filling out the, a couple of the lists, the tea list and the dry list. It could use more, even more, uh, species. So, yeah, as folks are reading through these lists and you think of things, please put, throw a reply on there and give us some more ideas of, those species to to pick. Yeah, we just need lots, lots more activity to make this truly magnificent. All right, uh, next up is the wood badge, and we we kind of go a, a really different direction here. Um, and in fact, it does not uh, say anything about points for the wood badge. It says uh, here's what you got to do: you got to forage. 200,000 calories from at least 10 sources. You need to have 10 days of eating 90% foraged food. And then the exciting one, one mile of trailside forage gardening. So basically, there are three things you have to do to get the wood batch. Now, um, let's, let's explore each of these just a little bit. So the, the first thing is forage 200,000 calories from at least 10 sources. Six different sources need to be at least 10,000 calories each. No more than four of the six can be animal sources. So as a reference, the following have approximately 10,000 calories. 14 pounds of venison, 17 pounds of duck, 15 pounds of trout, 42 pounds of apples, 100 pounds of morels. Now, of course, um, very few people are going to go out and get 100 pounds of morels. I mean, morels are the, are the, the thing that are, is like the, the, the golden food around here. But I once saw Fred uh, one year after a forest fire. He had about three, maybe four grocery sacks full. I don't think that's 100 pounds, but it might have been getting close. Uh, 10,000 calories. Also, three quarts of maple syrup. That's, that's very vegan. And, uh, you know, that's some quick calories right there. <laughs> how many so like Mike how many gallons of maple syrup did you end up with this spring I think I made about 12 gallons so um, clearly blowing past the 10,000 calorie limit and not only that but you went well over 200,000 calories of um, foraged food Yep. Yeah, and that's one reason we have the six sources of at least ten thousand calories. So somebody who's who shoots three deer or does syrup extensively can't just knock out the whole badge with one source. We wanna have a little bit of a little bit of breadth of experience with with some of these. So Right. I mean a wood badge is a is a pretty industrial strength big badge. And so um Accomplishing all of the things for the wood badge, I think, would very much impress Otis. And um, 
maybe this is a good time to kind of go back and look because I kind of feel like if you're going to get, we, we kind of say that uh, once you're PEPFOR certified, that's the time that you get matched up with your Otis and you get to inherit land. And so um, just shooting from memory here, I think that um, you have to have three iron badges. I think I think that it's 10 wood badges and all the rest are straw badges. So you have to have a, a minimum of a straw badge in each thing. And you're going to have, you know, several wood badges and just three iron badges. And that's PEP4 certification. So it's possible that foraging, if you're going to get PEP4 certified, you might have the straw badge, the wood badge, or the iron badge in foraging, um, depending on what you're into, what's going to be your thing. Now, for PEP4 certification, you are required to get a an iron badge in gardening and an iron badge in natural building. And your last iron badge is your choice. And so out of the remaining 20 badges, then, you know, is it going to be foraging is your thing? <laughs> but you can choose whether foraging is something that you want, uh, the straw badge, the wood badge, or the iron badge. All right. Um, continuing on with uh, forage 200,000 calories from at least 10 sources, at least half the calories need to be dried for storage that could last more than a year at room temperature, uh, a possible twofer with food prep and preservation. So um, when preserving, I think a lot of people are going to be very tempted to use a freezer. Um, I know that, you know, for a lot of the stuff that I've done, you know, it's easiest to just throw everything in the freezer. And then uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll throw stuff in the freezer and later I'll can it. Um, but I wish to strongly encourage people to, to dry stuff. Um, one of the cool things is, is that when you're drying metals, it's, um, you go out with a paper sack and then you clip the nettles and you put them in the paper sack. And once the paper sack is full, you set it inside and that's it. It dries inside the sack. And then later you have this stack full of dried nettles. I, I just love how simple that is. Um, but we're, for the wood badge, we're insisting a lot of emphasis on drying. And then we also say at least 10% of the food is canned. So we want to kind of require a little bit of the canning. Now, there's a lot of ways to preserve food. Um, and so we're leaving it open to people on how they do the remaining 40% of the food. And I think that we loosen up. Yeah. Uh, when we get into the iron badge, we do not say how you have to preserve it. I don't see anything right off, but we'll get, we'll get to the iron badge here in a moment. But just during the wood badge, we're saying a lot of heavy emphasis on drying food. All right. Uh, part two of three for the wood badge. Ten days of eating 90% foraged food. Uh, it's 90% by calories. More than six foraged food types per day. 
can include preserved foraged foods. This, they do, these 10 days do not have to be consecutive days. And there's a minimum of 1,200 calories per day. So, um, yeah, we don't want to say like, oh, today I'm basically fasting. I'm eating this one cup of berries, and that's all I'm eating all day. You know, so it's like, no, no, a minimum of, of, of 1,200 calories, and, and it has to be more than six foraged foods in that, in that day. But, um, Mike, I think this was your idea, and I think it's brilliant. Well, thank you. I think it's a great idea. I think I think that this this has major Otis factor to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a big thing is is that when Otis is looking for people to will his land to, I think his primary concern is: Are people going to get here, and then I'm going to die, and then they're just going to sell the place and leave? You know, because that's not why I'm doing this. Um, and uh, uh, so then it's kind of like through all the different badges, you're going to you're going to prove that you're able to go out of the woods and and harvest wild food if that's what you need. Um, and then of course, gardening skills, and on top of all of that, the ability to bring in money from a variety of different sources. So, um, uh, in fact, I, I saw something interesting the other day. It was kind of like um, somebody was saying that uh, your your twelve years of school, you you learn trigonometry, but you don't learn how to get a job. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a, a really good point. So, as part of this, it's going to be there's there's the commerce badge. You've got to be able to prove that that you can earn a certain amount of money. Uh, through through a variety of different ways. And have you gotten your commerce badge yet? Like the sand badge for commerce? No, I'm I'm too. I'm halfway there. Halfway there. Okay. I know that we were talking about it uh, at one point and the things that you were doing to knock out some of the BBs. So, um, but all right. Um, Ten days of eating ninety percent forage food. I I think that uh, I think that that's a great one. And um, I think I think the average per person is 2,000 calories a day, but you know we're not requiring 2,000 calories a day because some people don't eat that much. But uh, I think that the minimum of 1,200 calories is is really important in order to be able for this to for this to be a viable thing. Yeah, yeah, I like I like the way we took it in the in the sand bed. You just have to kind of get your toes wet. In straw, you've got to show that you can identify a number of plants, forage a lot of things, and kind of make sure that you can touch all these bases. And then now we're up to wood badge, and it's like, okay, you, you chose your own adventure up to this point. Here, all you got to do is these massive things, but you can fill them out however you want with all the experience you learned in earlier badges. So, yeah, right. Change it. Three, it's basically three things. All you got to do is three things. <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like 10 days of eating 90% forged food, I, I kind of feel like that's not a particularly tough thing. It's documenting it, really. I mean, and I think also Otis is going to be super impressed by this. 
All right, the last one, and I got to say, this is the one that made me want to record this podcast right away. I'm, the, I'm so excited about the whole concept of forage gardening. And I know that this is what was done here 500 years ago, but I, and we made up the term forage gardening. We spent a whole bunch of time like trying to come up with a phrase that's, that's not being used anywhere else and describes it. And we even tried to say like, is there already a phrase for what we're thinking about? And we found nothing. We got it. We put all, we put in our due diligence here. And at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I kind of feel like when we're done with the, with the pep stuff and the skip book, it's like maybe we need to circle back and write a whole new book just about forage gardening. I just, I'm so excited about this, this thing, which has existed forever. And it's, it's dramatically underdocumented. I, I think we've come up with some magnificent poetry. Uh, to, for, for this forage gardening. What a, what a, what a treat. What a, oh. Alright. We created a whole thread just to talk about forage gardening. And, and I kind of feel like maybe we should create a whole new forum on permies just to talk about forage gardening. I, I, I kind of feel like this is the birth of something really awesome that has existed for ages and just didn't have a word. Um, so, um, all right. I, I, I kind of, I kind of want there to be a, a live studio audience that could be cheering the crowds right now as, as we're doing this. But, um, all right. Here, I'm going I'm to read through the, the defining bit that's for this wood batch. Uh, one living plant per ten feet of trail on average. So, so no more, so more than, oh, so more than 500 plants. Um, within 20 feet of the trail, at least six different species. So, if you just picked six different things and planted them along this mile long thing, that meets the requirement. You don't have to have that much diversity for the wood badge. Um, and I kind of feel like a mile is a, is a long thing. Um, can be roadside for rarely used dirt roads. And, and for that, I mean, you and I talked about that at great length, and I kind of feel like, you know, for roads that get more traffic, I'm a little concerned about the stuff that comes off of cars, whether it's going to be the exhaust of the tires or the asphalt or whatever. I just kind of feel like there's gick that's coming off, and I, I don't like the idea of gardening so close to that. So if it's a rarely used dirt road, it's okay. If it's a trail, that's optimal. The mile can be spread out between multiple stretches of trail. So it's like, oh, there's a quarter mile here, a quarter mile there, and a half mile over there. That's, that's fine. Um, video of trail when introducing seed balls and a general idea of what edibles were there to start. Video of the trail for several harvests and showing what plants made it. Harvest a thousand calories 
each from six different species. It can be from existing plants along the mile. Show at least 100 fruit trees at least four inches tall. At least 10,000 calories total. And it can go towards the 200,000 calorie BB. All right, Mike, how would you describe forage gardening? I would describe it as improving a trail so that there's even more foraging for other people. So you're taking something that's already nice and, or maybe not nice, and improving it further so that there's more food for more people, for more birds. And if you're not really changing it too much, you might have to stick with more native like things that grow well in your particular area so that they have a better chance of making it through the deer pressure. But, but yeah, that's, I, I see just adding abundance to an existing trail. Now, I think it's fair to point out that um, people are welcome to plant any species they want. Um, so, for example, they can plant apple seeds, and apples are not native to North America, so these are non-native species. Um and in my area, in fact, uh, we've planted uh, uh, tons and tons of fruit tree seeds and pits. And, and apples are the ones that seem to come up and survive the best. Although we do have this, the biggest of them all by far is this peach tree that is just going crazy here. Um, but the, the, the key is, is that, um, you do not need to limit yourself to native species. Um, however, I think what you're going to find is, is that if, is that there's a lot of things that you're going to plant that the wildlife are going to eat. And then there's things you're going to plant that the wildlife seem to not be as interested in. Uh, and then there's the whole element of irrigation. Some things just are not going to make it without irrigation. Um, you are welcome to mulch, you are welcome to even do some tiny earthworks, like a little bit of uh, shoveling uh, things into a mound in one spot or something. Um, I, I when we, when we, we, we probably should make a whole other pa- uh, podcast about forage gardening, but I think that this is going to be, for most people, it will be on their own land. For some people, it might be uh, timber company land or forest service land. Um, but I, I kind of feel like we need to draw a line that's saying like, you, you can't go onto somebody else's private property. I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, here in Montana, if you're on somebody else's private property, you're inviting getting shot. It, it's, it's a castle law state. Um, and so don't, don't do that. Um, but, and I'm not sure exactly what the story is with Forest Service land. I do know of a place in Seattle where there's a park where there was somebody who lived across the street from the park and they went out and they planted, um, dozens and dozens and dozens of fruit trees. And so, um, I remember going there. 
uh, I think it was with Arthur Lee Jacobson, and we were walking along and viewing all of these trees that are now clearly 20 years old or older, and it's just a jungle of fruit trees that this person planted, and apparently this person died, but it's like, you know, they were old and they were kind of like, I'll plant whatever I want. And then when the, uh, the city of Seattle comes through to this park and they mow, they're taking care of these trees now, like as if they were planted there by the city. Um, and so I kind of feel like what a magnificent story for guerrilla gardening. Um, and so I, I, I love that. And of course, you know, we, there's, we could talk at Great Lake about guerrilla gardening and, and that whole aspect, but I kind of feel like in general, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to get too much into the, uh, ethics of it. I do think like, let's not, let's not do this on, on somebody's land that, where they might shoot you. If, if it's forest service land, they're not going to shoot you. If it's timber company land, the timber company usually has a policy of like their land is open to the public. Um, uh, and sometimes they have rules and things, but um, I would say that you're probably going to be okay. Um, now, granted, if you're on Forest Service land or timber company land, it's possible that, that they could choose to come through and spray it, which is going to be not what you want. Um, it's possible to do private land and you have permission, you know, but that could kind of go sideways in a bunch of different other, in a bunch of other different ways too. But um, the bottom line is, is it's a BB. You got to do a mile of trailside forage gardening, and and how you're going to do that is up is there's 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 all sorts of ways. Um, all right, I I do think I want to come back at at some point in time, especially like if the people listening to this podcast go to that thread and the thread ends up being forty pages long, we make a forum and then there's like a hundred threads in that forum. Um, I love the idea of like having this idea get to be a thousand times bigger than what it is right now. And then we need to make a whole bunch of podcasts just about forage gardening. I'm crazy excited about this. All right, Mike, anything else about forage gardening? Nope. I think that covers it. All right. So there's the three things you need for wood badge. Uh, forage 200,000 calories from at least 10 sources. 10 days eating 90% foraged food, and one mile of trailside forage gardening. Now on to the Iron Badge, which mysteriously also has exactly three things. They are pretty much the exact same three things, but bigger. So uh, the first one is forage 1.6 million calories from at least 20 sources. Now, this is a good time to reiterate that the uh, the average human being consumes about 1 million calories per year. So we're talking about foraging more food than you can eat in one year. But this is the iron batch. It's generally six months of experience spread out over two or three years. So um, it's like, okay, if, if we're talking about two years, then you kind of need 2 million calories. So saying 1.6 million calories, it's not like, and then i got to give it away. But you can give it away if you want. Or, or you might have a family to feed. Ah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, and of course, if you have a family to feed, why aren't they helping you? <laughs> or why aren't they also getting these BBs? Okay. Uh, so forage 1.6 million calories from at least 20 sources. 90 days eating 90% foraged food. And one mile of trailside forage gardening. So let's, but it's like, there's more to it than that. And we're, let's get to the details real quick. Um, <clears throat> so, first of all, forage 1.6 million calories from at least 20 sources, 12 sources of at least 20,000 calories each. No more than eight of the 12 can be animal sources. That's it. That's the whole thing for item number one. Item number two, 90 days of eating 90% foraged food, 90% by calories, more than six foraged food types per day can include preserved foraged foods. There must be one 30-day stretch all in a row. And there must be four seven-day stretches. And minimum of 1,200 calories per day. So I kind of think that stuff about the like the 30-day stretch, that one... That one can be tough. That one, that one might be tough. You got to have enough saved up to be able to pull it off, and then you've got to make it appetizing enough that you're not going out and and wanting to eat something else. Um, Thomas Elpel has a video about uh, uh, going out and living off of the land for two days using nothing. So they go out, they not, they're not even wearing coats, and, um, and it's like so they make knives out of rocks, and they, they basically live off the land, and I, uh, I think they got a porcupine, and they were eating that, but um, it, was, it was Thomas Elpel, and I believe it's with his daughter, and um, I heard stories about afterwards about how it was like really tough to eat that porcupine without salt. <laughs> and immediately, like like the the second on um, the afternoon of the because it's like a Saturday and Sunday. I think I think they may have arrived Friday afternoon, and they had to make some shelters, and they stayed in it. And then on Sunday afternoon, it's like we had to go into town and get pizza. <laughs> so so a good thirty day stretch. But if nothing else, a thirty thirty days of eating. Uh, 90% foraged food, and it's like, uh, and 30 days in a row, and uh, plus 90 days total. I, I think, I think Otis will be powerfully impressed. Yep. Yeah, that this would should blow the socks off of him and really prove that you can. You're not just uh, collecting a few berries and some some greens here and there. You can put away a lot of food and and live off it and not go for pizza. And then number three, one mile of trailside porch gardening. So it's probably going to be the same trailside, only now there's more. So one living plant per one foot of trail on average. So more than 5,000 plants and that they are within 40 feet of the trail, at least 12 different species. So more plants, but 
you could get further away from the trail. It was uh, for the wood badge. It was within 20 feet of the trail. So you've got twice as much space from the trail, and that's and that's either side of the trail. Uh, can be roadside, but rarely, but for rarely used at roads, uh, the mile can be spread out to multiple surfaces of trails. So that's the same. Uh, the video, uh, same video stuff. Uh, harvest 5,000 calories each from six different species. Show at least 100 fruit trees at least five feet tall. Um, and so that's going to be starting from seed. Uh, actually, we don't have that requirement. We don't require that it started from the seed. And so, um, uh, but, okay, show at least 100 fruit trees that are at least five feet tall. Uh, at least 50,000 calories total, which can go towards the 1.6 million calorie BB. So, um, a rather, a rather magnificent mile of food. Um, forage garden. That's it. That's that's all of our badges. So, um, Mike, what do you got to add to this? I don't think I have anything to add other than it's awesome. <laughs> it'll, it'll be quite a ch- quite a chore on this. This is not going to be particularly easy at this at the wood or iron levels. That's what it's that's how it's supposed to be. So, right, and I you know when you're like if you get this iron badge, I mean I do think it's it's a it's an extremely magnificent badge to sport. Um, and I'm not sure how many people will do it. Um, uh, but I I do think it's super cool. And I look forward to awarding it. Um, maybe there'll eventually be a BRK for it. I don't know. Maybe I, because I know that somebody, somebody put up a BRK for getting, uh, to be the first person that's PEP1 certified. And I wonder as all this takes off, are there going to be people that are going to say like, I want to see the person that, that does, does this. I'm willing to support a BRK for it. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Alright. <clears throat> that's, that's the foraging badge. I'm, I'm proud of it. I feel like we did a great job and, um, uh, and it kind of helps to paint a picture of like what the badges look like. Now this was an enormous amount of work to put this together. Um, uh, but I kind of feel like, man, this is, this is excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to finishing all the other badges, um, and I and I do hope that we get like a dozen people to come out and 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 throw their shoulders in and help us get to the finish line on all of this. I'm just crazy excited about this getting done and and all of it moving forward. And I gotta say, at this point in time, um, all of the sand badges and all of the BBs for the sand badges have all been defined. And so uh, there are 22 sand badges that are defined, and you need only 16 sand badges of any of them, your choice, to become PEP1 certified. And um, it's all ready. 
it's out there, and there are people that are like you know knocking out the BBs right now. And so, um, but I hope I I would love it if a hundred people came out and we're working on getting Pep One certified right now. I mean, like by come out, I mean come out to the forums. You don't even have to come here to my place to do it. It's all free. And um, I think it's been it's been fun with all the participation and seeing all the progress from all these different people, and uh, uh, some of the creative ways that they have uh, completed some of the BBs has been good. I feel good about it. All right, sounds like we're done. Anything else? No, this is wonderful. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com, where we talk about foraging, homesteading, and permaculture all the time. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash paulwheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.